Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Concerto Caledonia's 2015 Delphian release called Purcell's Revenge certainly colors outside the lines of what we've come to expect when we pick up a recording of music by Henry Purcell. Concerto Caledonia's recording blurs established lines, arguing that the separation of classical music from the rest of modern mainstream music making was only a 20th century invention, one that has of late pervaded even early music circles. The people who brought early music to the fore in the 1960s and 70s pioneered a new way of doing things. Historical performance on what we used to call authentic instruments caught on in a big way. That soon fed an early music recording boom, and over the years, though it's kept its pioneering spirit, Many see a homogenization of what constitutes an early music sound, a sort of accepted standard for how Baroque music should be heard and performed. And yet that very homogenization is somewhat antithetical to both the inventive and improvisatory hallmarks of Baroque music, as well as the roots of the 20th century early music revival. Along these lines, Bruce Haynes published a noteworthy book that made its rounds a few years ago called The End of Early Music that argued for more experimentation in the way today's performers approach the music of the past. Concerto Caledonia has perhaps taken experimentation to the extreme, and in doing so, they can't stake a claim on historicity. Certainly, music as it would have been heard in Purcell's time can't include mics and electric guitar, but If there is any historical authenticity to be had, and I think there is, it's in the exploration of the spirit of invention that was the Baroque. On to the music. I'll let you hear what I'm trying to describe. Here's some of Purcell the way we often hear it, a recording first for comparison from Harry Christopher's and the Sixteen. Here's Concerto Caledonia's version. A Grieg or Rachmaninoff piano concerto? But wait, Mannheim steamroller? Oh, and here comes the guitar. We must be heading into an Aerosmith intro, or maybe something by Ava. But then, what? The Fairy Queen? Well, that was unexpected. Mm -hmm. 
gives more delight than a hundred, a hundred, a hundred lucky days. And one charming night gives more... Countertenor and period instruments are replaced by folk singer-songwriter Olivia Chansey and piano, harmonium, recorder, nickel harpa, lira de more, bass viol, harpsichord, organ, harp, and electric guitar. Not your everyday personal, that's for sure. Several different singers take turns on this recording, and some sound more like Sarah McLaughlin or Nora Jones than Andrea Scholl or Emma Kirkby. It's nice having the wide assortment of voices and styles along the way, though it does sometimes start to feel like you've dropped in on an open mic night. A couple of tracks are devoted to the songwriter's own material, but honestly, I was so disoriented by Caledonia's personal arrangements and interpretations, I had to constantly check back at the track listings to know which ones were original songs and which ones were personal covers. Every now and then, though, we do get that early music-y sound, such as in this performance of Purcell's four-part fantasy number 11. But mind you, the concert Caledonia assembles isn't your run-of-the-mill concert of instruments. It includes, besides recorder, organ, and viol in this performance, Nicolarpa, hook harp, and dulcetone. There's this version of Old Sir Simon the King, a well-loved tune found in lots of 17th century English sources, including the division violin and music's handmaid. I'm willing to bet, though, that you've never heard it with a lead harmonica. call this a crossover recording, but then I'm not really sure what we're crossing into. It seems to defy categorization. 
folk, pop, roots, traditional, rock, classical. Perhaps the best description would simply be early music inspired. I was encouraged by the exploratory premise behind this recording and the desire to keep early music from getting stuck in a rut, as has much mainstream classical music. But in the end, even with an open mind, I'm not sure it entirely worked for me. I'm assured by the liner note, though, that that's okay. Concerto Caledonia promises not to set the early music police on anyone who disagrees. I have a feeling that this is one of those recordings that people will either love or hate. At the very least, recordings like this one keep the conversation going. If you would like to explore this recording further, you'll find a link to it on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, have a look at our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.